Welcome to the Lifelinks Podcast, all you sassy Latinas. This is where you come to hear stories that resonate with you, help you discover your true cultural identity, tossing off the need to fit in, and standing out with your authenticity, because that is your superpower. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, and also the creator of this content. If there's anything you'd like to share, please reach out to us on our Instagram social media at lifelinks, that's L-N-X-X, or through our website at thelinks.com. Of course, come here for some love and chat sessions with our fab guests from the comunidad. Sit back, have your cafecito, maybe some vino, whatever you like, we are bringing the sisterhood to you. Hola, chicas. Gratitude for joining the Lifelinks podcast with me, Consuelo Crosby, your host and creator of this show, where we expand the Latina narrative by handing the mic to amazing amigas, sharing their journeys, discovering their cultural identity, and with it, immense success on their terms. Today, we have a vibrant mujer who I met through Instagram because its algorithm finally got it right and knew that I would love to connect with a soul sister, a Latina in STEM, to hear her story and bring it to you here today, in her own words, in her own time. Amarani Merilin Villegas Arra is a Bay Area native of Mexican immigrant parents. She is a scientist and leader who researches cell signaling in cancer. I tell you, isn't that crazy? This amazing Amiga is a certified data scientist and holds a bachelor degree in cell and molecular biology and is on the verge of graduating next month with her master's in this at San Francisco State University. So all oh, we have to give up the applauso and celebration for everything she's been through. And you're going to hear more about that in our episode today. And as though that wasn't just amazing all in of itself, all the time that she was going through this experience of reaching this high academic degree, even so, she was thinking of others. And with that, she saw a way to kick the gate wide open so that more and more Latinos and Latinas could stream into the STEM fields recognizing how important it is to have the science, technology, engineering, and math focused on the Latino community. And with that experience, Amarani has founded the Latinas in STEM, or LSTEM, organization at San Francisco State University and co-founded Stenter in every school with the CCC at UCSF. What an amazing Latina leading the way disrupting the norm, kicking the gate wide open, and being a beacon of light for the comunidad. Let's hear all of this in her own words and bring her on. Welcome to the show, Amarani. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today and talk to you. So we met, we, well, we haven't met in person, but we're going to soon. Mm -hmm. We met virtually over Instagram, mm -hmm. and you were so great to start a conversation. It's the first time that I really felt like personal conversation on Instagram. Why don't you introduce the listeners to yourself, your story, and your heritage? 
Yeah. Yeah. It was great to connect on Instagram. I feel like we instantly just had a connection and talked through our heritage and our backgrounds. And uh, through that, I just got even more excited to be here today. So, you know, my name is Amarani and I come from two Mexican immigrant parents. I'm a first generation student and I'm striving to get a degree in STEM, but also give back to my community. Growing up, I felt like being Mexican-American, being born here, but also having lived in Mexico for a few years, I didn't belong here or there. So um, now that I'm, you know, as an adult, I'm able to partake in both of my cultures and just be my true self. And I think that's what's most important. You discovered that young then, being your true self, because that could be a lifelong journey, especially as a first gen. It's, it is that difficult. Mm-hmm. You're in between two worlds. Definitely. What helped you along the way? I think community, having community um, was the key factor of helping me feel like I still belonged and that being Mexicana is family so important to us. So... I felt a strong community with, within my family. We would always do gatherings. I always felt like really proud of where I come from and a, that sense of you have someone there for you um, really was felt throughout my whole childhood until now as an adult, being able to do gatherings and celebrate that. The way that Latinos are known to celebrate with big family gatherings and good food and good music, I think is what really has been holding me strong. You, so you had a deep dive into your culture your whole life. Plus, you were in Mexico then as a child. So you carry that closer exactly. to Exactly. You. you know, my journey is slightly different than I would say um, a few people. But I think money can relate to me in being born in the U.S. And then your parents and you to your grandparents' house. Or uh, in my case, living in Mexico for about five and a half years. And then coming back, not knowing a word of English. and like many children, their parents bring them here to succeed. So um, at an early age, I, I found that having a strong family community and group of friends was really helpful. Beautiful, beautiful. You speak of this, this family, your family sounds so powerfully loving and compassionate. <laughs> they gave you a name that I am not familiar with. It's very beautiful. Is there a story behind your name? Thank you. You know, it's funny. Um, I get asked this a lot of the times and I I don't know the exact background, but I do have a particular story of how I came to understand what my name meant. My dad and I were in the laundromat um, in the town that I grew up in and my dad kept calling my name. And there was a few uh, Indians there and it, it was a very diverse community. So when they heard my dad saying my name, they turned and they're like, what's your daughter's name? And he said it and they're like, oh, do you know that Ronnie means queen? And and, and we were like, no, we don't, we don't know that. Uh, yeah, I was a queen back in India. And ever since I've kind of stuck to that idea that oh. my name means queen or it comes from a, from a queen name. But, you know, I don't have any um, uh, Asian or Indian background in me, but it's, great to know that you know my name's is related to to a queen yeah it's really funny oh that's that's great i would stand behind that yeah carry that forward (laughs) beautiful great you're in grad school right Mm -hmm. now so that's a big leap 
almost every Latina I've had on this show has graduate degree, if not multiple mm-hmm. graduate degrees. Tell us about your story in heading not only to grad school, but STEM in general. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, my journey starts at a very young age, not knowing English and having to work a little bit extra hard to learn English and go to the ESL classes. And uh, growing up, I knew I wanted to go to college. I just didn't know how. I didn't know how I can get there. I didn't know how I can pay for it. So I decided to go to community college and while in community college, I changed my major like three different times. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I like law, but I also like science. Um, and I just didn't see myself as a lawyer. And I wanted to do more for the community directly through medicine or through science. So that's when I decided to study biology. And, you know, my journey was a little bit hard in community college because I had to work extra hours. I had to make sure that I was able to pay for school and it wasn't an easier journey than others that are um, fortunate enough and had the blessing for their parents to provide. I knew I wanted to do STEM, but I had imposter syndrome. I was like, I don't think I can do this. I don't know how to do this, honestly. And it took one person to tell me, yeah, I think you'd be great for this research program. And I dismissed her. She was a Latina scientist at College of Summit Hill here in the peninsula. And I said, yeah, thank you. But in the back of my head, I'm like, you didn't pass me in your class. You don't know me. You were just saying this. And then I go to my math class and my math professor, I remember his name was Steven. He would go by his first name. Um, And he told me, you're Latina. He heard me speak Spanish. He's like, why didn't you tell me you're Latina? And I said, I didn't know that I had to announce that. You know, um, I didn't know that was, yeah. (laughs) And he just told me, yeah. I I didn't know that was a thing. I was like, I didn't know, you know, that was, I had to let people know that. But he heard me speak Spanish and he immediately was like, you need to apply to this program. And it happened to be the same program that the other professor told me. And through that, I started doing research. I didn't meet the GPA requirements. I didn't meet the courses taken, but that's really where my journey in STEM, I feel, started. When I took these two individuals to believe in me and tell me, you have what it takes to be in this program and go to grad school. In my mind, I didn't even know I can go to grad school. I didn't even know once I transferred to a four-year university, how I was going to pay for school. I just knew I wanted to do it. I was determined. And I think that's a, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of Latinos, were determined individuals, will find a way. And <laughs> that, that was my mindset. And yeah, right? that, I, I started doing research yeah. in 2017 and it ended up happening that I continued into my master's and been doing research ever since. And thankfully, I've been blessed to have uh, funding ever since and not worry about that financial hardship um, that comes with having to work and, and provide and, and go to school at the same time. Wow. Wow. You touched on a lot of powerful mm-hmm. points. Um, congratulations, Thank first of all. You. Let's sit in that a minute. Wow. <laughs> congratulations for keeping going because it's so easy to give Definitely. up. It, it, life's hard and, and not having people believe in you or show you a path can be such a struggle. So let's sit in that yeah. for a minute. And 
the research. What is your master's in? So my master's research is studying cell communication. I'm really interested in this because in order for cells to communicate, that you know, it's very crucial because that is important for different processes within our bodies. And if cells are not communicating well, then you have developmental issues in, in babies. You have issues with diseases like cancer or any other form of disease that you can think of. So I dive in to try to understand how these cells are communicating. How are they sending signals from one cell to another and potentially find targets that are of great interest, you know, that, that are crucial for all of these diseases that we know of and how can we control the mechanism that these cells are communicating. My research is primarily in one particular form of communication, and it's through a cellular molecule called WINT. So these are proteins in a very simple forms, proteins that um, are sent from one cell to another and induce a cascade of signaling events that allow for signaling to occur within the cells that any misregulation of that is what's related to all these diseases that we know of today. Yeah, that's kind of what I study. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. I am such a dork. I love all this. I'm just soaking this up. I think you know, my cells communicate very chattily. They may forget to do what they're supposed to do because they get caught up in the, you know, the chat. Oh, God, that's amazing. And so you went to San Francisco State to finish your four-year degree and then start your master's. For my master's, um, that's San Francisco State. Um, when I went to community college, I went to three different community colleges. I went to College of San Mateo, Skyline and Kenyatta College. When I was doing that program during my community college, they um, really motivated me to continue doing it. They believed in me in that it was a one-year program, but if you had good grades and they saw potential, they asked you to come back. And um, the mentor and director of the program, he said, improve your grades, work less, focus on school, and maybe we can offer you a position next year. And that it was that guidance that I think I needed that I, I didn't have at home. You know, my parents didn't go to college. So I needed that push. I needed somewhat of like a big brother of, of that push that a lot of people of us don't, don't have that resource and that support. Mm -hmm. Um, and I continued doing that. And while again, my curiosity drills me to learn more about science and read more about it, I changed labs into a cancer lab and. I started to develop tools that I never thought I would develop. And it took basically a village of people believing in me to finally get to a point where I believed in myself. And it was my last year in undergrad. Um, I once already had transferred to San Francisco State. And I realized, wow, like, this is what I want to do. I know this is what I want to do. And um, I applied to scholarships and one particular office um actually provides the best support, in my opinion, at San Francisco State. And I'm forever thankful for them. And they're called the Student Enrichment Opportunities Office, so SEO, because through them, I was able to transfer to San Francisco State, get funding, and get my tuition paid, which to me is bizarre. I never thought that was possible. Wow. Right? Yeah. I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't no, I didn't have, nobody exactly. knows this. No, a lot of people don't realize that there's these resources that a community of people that just want to help students, and particularly for first gens and those from unrepresented communities like us Latinas. And 
when I got that scholarship, the, it was called a genetic foundation scholarship when I transferred to San Francisco State. I, like I said, I got my tuition paid. I got a monthly stipend. That meant that I was no longer, you know, working two to five wow. jobs to make ends meet. I was going to school and my grades just skyrocketed. And that's really when I started to be like, I can do this. Like, this is possible. It's doable. It's feasible. Like, you got this. I kind of started to self-motivate because I had all these people that had believed in me. And I was like, now it's just me. And that's what really drove my interest, you know, <laughs> in science and in STEM in general, because yeah, I think in order for us to really, I think, succeed in something, there has to be that interest and that motivation. Um, otherwise, it's hard to make the discoveries and stay motivated and enjoy what you're doing. So I definitely would say that the support from all the faculty at San Francisco State and the Student Enrichment um, Opportunities Office at San Francisco State or who I'm forever thankful for and who have allowed me to now almost finish my master's as well. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you are queen. You are queen. Oh my gosh. This is such a beautiful story. Thank you. Oh my Lord. You touched on something that I think is really valuable to reiterate just right now in the moment with realizing Having someone say, it's the amount of time you're working that's making it yes. difficult for you to study STEM. It's not you. Exactly. It's not you. You have the capacity, but you must have been so accustomed to working multiple mm -hmm. jobs and keeping things moving and not realizing how stretched thin you were because you'd probably been doing it all your life. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Since an early age and, uh, you know, I started working when I was 15. Um, and since then, just been going at it. Yeah. And yeah, you, like I, you said, it's a great point. But I think a lot of students from Latin backgrounds actually have to go through. They have to work to help support the family while still going to college. And mm -hmm. most of the time, the mm -hmm. family does not understand that mm -hmm. hardship that working actually causes. The lack of time, yeah. the stress. I think once that was taken away from me and I was able to focus more on research and my science, my grades skyrocketed. And something I always tell others is your grades don't define you. They really don't. You're smarter than you think. It's, it's the resources around you that really support you for you to be successful. So the moment you have that support and, and you also have to reach out and find that community is when you're going to succeed because you can't do it alone. You can't work three to five jobs and expect to have a 4.0 in school. You have to set boundaries. And I think that's really difficult to do growing up. Um, especially I feel like for me, kind of from a Latin background, it's hard to set boundaries because we're, we're taught to say Monday, like, tell me what I can do for you. How can I serve you? Rather than, Hey, I'm busy right now. I'll get back to you in an hour. That's definitely a lesson that I learned the hard way. But I think if you understand that, you'll succeed. All this experience that you've done mm -hmm. now, you are this treasure trove Thank you. of information for other first-gen Latinos to go through this process. Where did that take you? <laughs> Let's talk about what you, what you started. <laughs> yeah. 
like you said, having my experience has really led me to want to help others. Through this, I was able to find and start uh, Latinas in STEM, an organization at San Francisco State full of Latinas that are trying to achieve an undergraduate or graduate degree in STEM. And my main mission was to give this advice, to provide the resources, but with the overall goal of increasing representation. Being in the United States, I didn't see a lot of people like me, and that worried me. I'm huge on diversity, yeah. and I care of where I come from because other people, like you said, are not really going to understand why my grades were the way they were, or they won't understand my cultural background and why I'm the way that I am and my values of why I have to work or why I have to do this. So I wanted a community mm-hmm. um, full of women that felt comfortable. And I thought if I started this organization at San Francisco State, even if it's 10 people, I don't mind. I'm going to help some group of individuals. <laughs> and because I also remember being a high school student, not knowing what I was doing, I thought I need to go to high school students. I need to start my mission of increasing representation at the high school level because when I was in high school, my dad didn't know how the application for college was. You know, he didn't know how to do FAFSA because mm-hmm. at the time, you, both the parents and the students had to do it. And it was a complicated mess. I didn't exactly. It, it was just something. It's something <laughs> no else. Idea. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. You know, I didn't either until senior yeah. year. And <laughs> all of these stuff that, you know, most parents don't know of. They want their students to go to college. They come here to America mm-hmm. for a better future for their children, but they just don't know how to. They know that it's here, but they mm-hmm. just don't know how to. So starting that thing as a STEM, I reached out to high mm-hmm. schools all over the Bay Area. And one particular high school really caught my interest, which was Mission High School. And my goal was to start a mentorship program there. Uh, Latinas and STEM members would go there. We would teach them about STEM, create vision boards, motivate them, provide them resources that they need, provide them networking opportunities, help them apply to internships, to scholarships. And my goal is to raise money. I'm trying to reach out to the community and if they're willing to donate so that I can give scholarships to these high school graduates that do get into college and do end up doing a degree in STEM because transitioning to college is not easy. You might move six hours away or you might stay to your local community college, but textbook nowadays are a hundred to two hundred dollars. That's my goal, right? You know, help provide the resources to the students at San Francisco State, but also locally so that we start at a very young age. Yeah. We motivate them. We provide mentorship throughout the years and they know that they have that big sister. And that's the overall goal. Wow. That's how my interests ended up leading to making Latinas in STEM a thing. Wow, <laughs> Latinas in STEM at San Francisco State. Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. you are just like expanding. It was that this is like I'm on the verge of either getting chills or crying. Oh. <laughs> it's like you have such command and such presence and this this empathy just pours from you. It's like, yes, we must make this happen. Funding uh-huh. is huge. Like you said, college is expensive. Supplies, resources are expensive. Housing is uh-huh. expensive. 
everything, especially in the Bay Area. Definitely. Right. So this could be a deal breaker of people saying, well, I can do it, but I can't afford to pay mm-hmm. for it. Is there a way for listeners right now to be supporting you with funding and, and donating to the organization? Yeah, so if people are interested um, in supporting us, they can first message us on Instagram or if they want to email us, they can. Our Instagram handle is LSTEM, SFSU, um, short for Latinas and STEM, SFSU. Um, and if you want to email us, long name, but Latinas and STEM, SFSU at gmail.com. And you can send us a direct email or DM on Instagram and let us know that you want to support us and then we can move forward with it. We would you know, really appreciate it if listeners decide to support this new organization and this mentorship program. And if it doesn't necessarily have to be funding, you know, we really appreciate that. But if you yourself have any ideas of uh, how the program can exceed and, and grow, that's also welcome. I don't want to push one direct thing. Any form of support is really appreciated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because like I said, a lot of our uh, Latina guests Uh have all gone through a process. (laughs) How they went through is completely different for individuals. They might be a great resource of knowing other funding for students Mm -hmm. or other scholarships Mm -hmm. or internships or they might be out in the community in the careers right now and and be offering internships. exactly and we really want to offer networking mm-hmm. opportunities to the high school students so um our plan is to mm-hmm. cover each part of stem so science technology engineering and math and have individuals from the field so if there's any latinas that are in stem that want to uh, join via zoom or in person um with the mission high school students this spring um more than welcome to email us again or send us a message on Instagram and say that you volunteer. Honestly, that would be really, really appreciated um, as we need more more Latinas. We want to make sure that the members see themselves in us and they're able to see a Latina in the position that they're hoping to be in in a few years. So if, again, the listeners are, are curious to participate or would want to, please let us know. Oh, yes, that's perfect. That's perfect. Representation, Mm -hmm. having the visual, because you don't want to trust you're going down this very difficult path of five years, possibly, only to get into the industry and not know what it's Mm -hmm. like, not know what the environment's like or, you know, what the office space might look like. That's brilliant. Exactly. Love this. Yeah. Ah, You are such a (laughs) go-getter. You're amazing. (laughs) I love this. I love this. You have a lot right here with you right mm-hmm. now, growing, and we'll be going forward with PhD program and the expansion of this organization. What do you see for yourself personally beyond that? Where are you headed? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> you know, for me, I definitely want to have a leadership role in STEM. I see myself at a biotech company and being a senior scientist or speaking about the product development or the treatment that we're working on. I care a lot about having a leadership role, but working with the community as well. I feel I strive well in a group of individuals that have the same mission. So after my PhD, and if I do not end up doing a PhD as well, I still see myself in a leadership role. Um, I think that 
by doing that, I have flexibility as well to, to provide to the community. I don't want to just have a nine to five. I want to be able to mentor or still help Latinas in STEM if it continues at San Francisco State. I want to be able to do other things that are important to me. And in five, 10 years, that's, that's where I see myself. I see myself doing science and I can see the five-year-old me being like, you did it. <laughs> so that's where I see myself going. <laughs> you yourself are showing that you have such personality and love of people and love of family on, on one side or in all of you, I should say. And then you have this just intrigue and dedication and love of science <laughs> and for most people that those two don't go hand in hand mm -hmm. right so i think you have a very strong position out in the community being so personable and saying yes let's do let's do science let's do higher education <laughs> let's change and and also change perhaps the research back towards the community definitely. i would think right definitely yes because how much research is being done for the Latino community right now? Yeah, not not a lot. I think I am seeing the change. I will be honest. I'm seeing it. I'm part of a lab. Okay. I've been part of Good. a lab. Um, you know, I piggyback a little bit that you mentioned a great point before I add to this is that Latina representation, especially, is not very common in the biotech industry. But if we also consider Afro-Latinas, that is way less. And that that upsets me. That yeah. really upsets me because mm. it's like two two aspects are they're being hit by. Um, you don't see a lot of African Americans, mm -hmm. and then you don't see a lot of Latinas. Put that all together, and it's way less. And I think that that needs to change. And I think it's starting within research because I'm starting to see how people are studying how cancer differs among Latinos and Asians and African-Americans and even deeper. Um, Lat Latin community is huge. There's huge diversity within the Latin community. And I am noticing the research where we're not just looking at, are you Hispanic or Latino? No. Are you Mexican? Are you Caribbean? Are you Afro-Latina? Are you from Brazil? Because um, yeah. it's not considered, you know? So I see the change happening. It's just the beginning. And I think it's not shown out to the community yet, but I, I see it happening from a research perspective. And I think that's why your position is so important because the community and the students don't know. And if you don't know, you just assume mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. happening at all because, you know, again, there's just not been a focus. There's not been appreciation. Mm -hmm. So hopefully even this episode will have people encouraged like, oh, okay, okay, it's yeah. coming. It's coming. I can join in this and end up in a much larger ocean than okay. I know. You know, as I go along this little yeah. trickle. <laughs> really hope nice. that listeners are are able to feel <laughs> supported and encouraged that science is trying to go that direction. It just takes a while. Yeah. I'm hearing about a lot more uh, clinical studies where a lot of Latinos are, are partaking. Even just Latinos, but uh, Samoan and Tongan communities partaking as well. And um, I love to hear that because you don't consider a lot of other ethnicities and as a scientist. It, and it's not because mm -hmm. we do it on purpose, but it's because the data available is mainly just white individuals. Mm -hmm. 
you're comparing white individuals to another group. And uh, unfortunately, it's because it's not there. But I am seeing right. the research being done and considering all of the different individuals and within our communities. And I think that's great. We're progressing very slowly, but we're progressing. Is there something you love doing that's completely opposite from STEM and people? I did do choir. A lot of people don't know that. Um, it was really important for me to, to, while doing STEM and helping the community, for my spiritual and my mental health to be balanced. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't know that. You know, they don't <laughs> realize that, oh, um, she's this Latina scientist who's 6'1", and she's Latina, and and she's working on Latinas in STEM. But in my free time, I like being with myself. I like being with a great group of friends that I can do what I enjoy. And that is things that are good for my spiritual and mental and also emotional health, honestly. I think if those are not in, in check and if they're not good, then I'm definitely not doing well when it comes to science or helping the community because I myself have to prioritize myself that that's beautiful you. and you you can forget to take care of yourself um and to take time for yourself yeah. and i i also think that's very complicated coming out of the mm -hmm. culture oh yeah uh, I mean, our culture is very it's it's intense our it's very culture is definitely and grind you don't realize how much you're mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. but it's also can get you very exhausted emotionally mm -hmm. mentally afraid yeah. and you and you think you still have to keep going yeah. you think you're still not doing yeah. enough that's dangerous i think that's it's hard. that's a good reminder it's, yeah it's a reminder yeah. that i want all listeners to know that you can succeed as a latina in stem but remind yourself to take care of yourself because you will burn out i have burnt out and it was not great um and i highly recommend to take care of your spiritual emotional and mental health whatever way suits you um there's not one way there's not one formula and i think when you're able to find that you know <laughs> what works for you then um i think you're going to be at a better place i think in order for us to be successful in our careers and and help the community we need to use the tools that were installed in us with because of our culture um you touched that great point you know we have this drive we have this motivation we know how to work 10 times more because it's installed in us and at such an early age of keep going, keep going, keep going, mm -hmm. do this, do that. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves to slow down and just take care of ourselves. Yeah. We have to give out our shout out. This is where we do our right. shout out for our, um, another part of the culture, very important, our cafecitos. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we love giving shout outs to everyone's favorite local, not local, some people have said their favorite places are in Puerto Rico or Spain or wherever they travel. It's really beautiful. So do you have a favorite cafecito I place? I do. My favorite cafecito place is in Mountain View, California. It's called Clock Tower Cafe, brought off Middlefield right next to Microsoft and Apple. So all of those uh, big tech companies, um, I highly recommend it. They have great pastries, great coffee. <laughs> I go in, the cashier already knows what I want. Um, it's cozy. You're able to work there. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I honestly feel like 
I'm having cafecito with my abuela. So I would recommend it to everybody to go there. Oh, I love that. Yes, I love that hominess. Mm -hmm. Yes, always bringing it back to love of family, love of <laughs> culture. Oh, awesome. Definitely. Further shout out, little love and recognition. Yeah, so I want to give a big shout out to my parents, um, my dad, Roberto, and, and my mom, Jeanette, who have been really supportive through this journey of me going into science. And when things got rough, when I didn't pass exams, they were there. They were there when I would stay up at three in the morning when I was crying because I didn't pass a class and they were supportive through this journey. And now that I'm going into a PhD, I recall when my, I graduated from my undergrad, my dad cried and I never see my dad cry. He was crying and thanking my tia Madi and my tio Javier oh. because my dad raised me until my mom came around and, and I'm forever thankful for that. And as well to Latinas and STEM all the leaders and all the members, it wouldn't exist without them. And I think that if they get to hear this, that they need to know that they're going places. And I'm just really happy that I got this organization started with them and we're partaking into the community um, and including our goals and our mission and motivating others. So I'm forever thankful for them. And I'm thankful for you as well, because I get this opportunity to talk about who I am and my goals and, and hopefully motivate the listeners that they can do what they want to do. And they're not alone. There's resources out there. So thank you. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. And yes, thank you to all of the people you mentioned, your family, your parents, the community for bringing you forward. Mm -hmm. As you have such great impact. We love this. Uh, and a reminder it's not a linear exactly. life. It's It takes time. Don't put yourself on a time mm -hmm. clock. Don't put yourself in comparison to others. Just keep going. Exactly. Just keep yeah, going. just keep going. Faith and exactly. hope. Exactly. Faith and Faith hope. And, hope. and um, mm -hmm. that perseverance and that determination mm -hmm. within you will get you very far. Even through the hardships that happen. You know, my I was in community college for four years. I thought it was going to be to you. Um, I didn't get my bachelor's until six years and now I'm finishing my master's and I just came back from a PhD interview I want to encourage everybody to talk to their inner yeah. child because you've done so much I speak to that little girl that's why I open every episode I say hola chicas because I am speaking to that okay. little girl okay chica let's go let's, <laughs> let's do this you can yeah. do this Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, what you're doing too is, is amazing because oh. you're allowing everybody to remember to speak to that little girl, you know, and through your episodes of your podcast, like people can feel represented. They can feel like, Oh, I identify with this individual. Um, okay. I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm doing well. So. What you're doing is great. And I really hope that it continues growing and you're able to touch so many more people. Yeah, thank you. No, thank you. It's so important. We need to share our true story. We have to speak our story, create our own narrative in our own time. Don't let someone else tell exactly. our story. Right? We appreciate your time and sharing it with us. And we wish you all the best for everything and your endeavors. And again, 
we will have your information and everything of resources and links that you want to provide for listeners to get involved. Everything you heard here today will be in our show notes and will also be in an article that we'll have on our website so people can access it and remember how to get a hold of you, how to participate. We really want to see what you're accomplishing. So thank you so very much for sharing your time with us here thank today. Thank you so much, Gwen. So I know what you're doing as well is great. I love how you're gathering a community of great individuals, successful individuals, and allowing the community to hear them. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been great. Thank you. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Didn't Amarani have you feeling renewed and excited for Latinas in STEM rising quicker than we may have even imagined? I had no idea that research was actually being focused on really specific heritage. It makes such a huge difference, both even biological for sure, but also the culture and the way we communicate and the way we want to be treated. It's so different. And this is so reassuring. And when you have people like Amarani who are creating these networks and organizations that support and encourage Latinas to follow their curiosity and passion, oh, I see this as a floodgate opening. You stay true to your dream, your passion, your curiosity, and people like Amarani out there in the world will help you get there. Remember to follow up with Amarani through the information she provided during the episode, and we'll have all that in an article that we link through our show notes. So be sure to check it out on the show notes. Follow the link to the article on our website at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Thank you so much for subscribing to this podcast to be part of this comunidad of amazing Latinas. Encourage your friends to join in and be empowered to share their stories. The more we share, the more the narrative grows louder, and the more this becomes our norm. We have to break our silence and speak up so that we feel confident to follow our dreams. Next week is a pod club episode of today's chat with Amarani, so I can't wait to hear what you come up with. What are your ideas? What struck you about what she was telling us today? Whether it's the actual cell and molecular biology, or it's her experience through her schooling, or the mentors that were just one or two people that got you on your path. Or was it, and this is what really struck me, was it the realization that your grades speak less to your intelligence or abilities? Those should not be a barrier. And instead, they speak more to how hard you are working, literally, or giving your time to your family and the people who need you. That's something we never think about because it's just our norm. So let's break that open next week in our Pod Club episode. Step into your truth, ladies. Ciao. Really appreciate the time you take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out to us at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at LifeLinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva! Viva!